We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our game plan episode for the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. We also have a very special guest from the Believe in Bears podcast, Joey Gustavos, comes by in the podcast to help us break down the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions matchup this Sunday at Soldier Field. All in episode 197 of the Pride Podcast. <laughs> seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in! Jared Goldberg! Yes. Touchdown Detroit Lions! DJ Hawkins, yes. they did it! They tied it! They're an extra point away from winning this game! Oh, baby, how big is that? yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 197 on the blue wire network i am your host tyler jomo my main guy as always malcolm malcolm how you doing today my man what's going on everybody i am here what's going on man there we go. Well, we got a very special guest with us today. No peer with us. We got a Bears fan, Joey Christopoulos. We made sure we that's the right pronunciation before the show. Joey, how are you doing today, man? Um, fantastic. I'm happy to be here on the Pride Podcast. I wish I was bringing more Bears Pride with me today. Yeah. Uh, it was left last Sunday in Cleveland, but I'm happy to be here and have a good time with you guys. Awesome, awesome. So just you know, very quickly, you want to just give a quick recap where you're from, what do you do, do you do anything Bears-related? Let, let the listeners know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, let's start with the important stuff. Instagram, Twitter, at Joey Sports Guy, if you want to do a follow or anything like that. I work for the Believe Podcast Network. I host Bet on Chicago, which covers mostly all Chicago sports, Chicago entertainment, Chicago celebrities, you name it. I try and cover it. Uh, I also host Believe in Bears, the former Bears defensive end, Corey Wooten, who wore the Lions uniform. Former Lions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure wore the Lions yeah. uniform for a second there, so we got that binding us together. Um, and I live in L.A., so that's a weird kind of a coincidence. Um, but I'm born and raised in Chicago for about 25 years, moved out here about 10 years ago. Diehard Chicago sports fan, never bled uh, any other blood other than, you know, Chicago sports all day long. Um, entertainment background, got a dog named Vito. That pretty much covers it, man. Other than that, um, you know, just seeing my therapist, my Bears therapist, uh, 20, hours a, 20 hours a week now these days. So I'm, I'm <laughs> great. 
I respect it. Okay, hold up. I got I got an important question. Malcolm's not going to care about this. But are you a White Sox or are you a uh, Cubs fan? So check this out. I'm. Uh, it's 2021, guys. These are modern times. I'm both, baby. I'm okay. both. Uh, so my family, my family grew up a White Sox fan. I was raised a White Sox fan. I had family members that dated very interesting people in the organization growing wow. up. So I got okay. free tickets, been to a ton of mm. games, season ticket holder. But when I went to high school, all my friends lived and worked around the merch stands of Wrigleyville. Okay. And so the best way that I describe it is I'm a Cubs fan with my heart. I'm a Sox fan with my head. And so, you know, I, more baseball, the merrier. I'm one of those guys. I like them both, actually. I kind of feel that way about Michigan. Michigan State, our college teams. Like, I'm more of a Michigan yeah. fan at heart, but Michigan State at head. You know, I feel that. So, okay. You know, I respect it. Our our, our two teams got in a little scuffle, the White Sox and Tigers, earlier this week. So, uh, we had a little brawl. But, okay, let's talk about Lions, Chicago Bears. Let's get into the injury reports. We'll start off with the Chicago Bears. Joe, you got the injury report on with the Bears? Yeah, I'm ready to run it down for you real quick. Um, interesting, you know, we came into a press conference with Matt Nagy, who was late to his press conference this week, saying that everything was on the table in terms of the quarterback with Justin Fields in his hand, Andy Dalton in his knee, and Nick Foles, I don't know, just maybe just throwing it out there for kicks. But as of today, a couple guys missed practice again. We had Khalil Mack out of practice with a foot. He misses practice all the time, you guys. Let's just wait until Friday to see whether he suits up or not. Deshaun Gibson, our secondary, our safety, he missed again with a hamstring. He missed last week. I would put that probably in question at this point right now. The rest of that was mostly, you know, Jimmy Graham and stuff. That's all veteran stuff. Limited today was Andy Dalton. You know, limited was Eddie Goldman. Knee still hasn't played yet. Opted out of last year. We're slowly getting more depth coming back on the defensive line in our front seven. But still, he's a huge piece that we really need to kind of get in there. Darnell Mooney's been popping up on the injury report every week with a groin. And then Justin Fields with a hand. Full participant in practice today. So we're taping this on a Wednesday if, you know, if that stays the same moving on Thursday, you guys are going to see Justin Fields on the field this week in week four. Okay. All right, Malcolm. What's the Lions injury report looking like this week? Yep. So, yeah, the Detroit Lions injury report. We're going to start off with the outside linebacker Trey Flowers. He has a shoulder knee injury. He was actually did not participate in practice today. But everything else looked really, really short. So, after Trey Flowers, we have Michael Brockers, defensive end. He has a shoulder injury. He had a limited practice. Romeo Cora. Outside linebacker, he has a, mm. he also has a shoulder injury. He was limited in practice, and DeAndre Swift with a groin injury. He was also limited in practice. But the interesting thing, these guys were on injury report last week. Same injuries, they participated the same way, and they ended up suited up. So I don't think those three injuries should be an issue. Um, Trey Flowers' injury is something to definitely look at. Okay, yeah, and obviously. Malcolm, we're not doing this again because last time I said that we don't have anything to worry about. I I jinxed Taylor Decker and then he got placed. Tonight. Yes, so, yes, so, you sure so, did. So take that back. So we're monitoring the situation all week. So yes. okay, yeah, but like Malcolm said, uh, usually it's honestly the same exact injury report as last week. Honestly, a little less, and no Jamie Collins this week because he actually got released this week, which he was on the injury report with not injury related. So he officially got released, and you know that story's done. So okay. All right, well, let's get into the Chicago Bears offense. Let's talk about this team. All right, Joey, this has been an interesting year for the Chicago Bears offense. Obviously, you guys started the season with Andy Dalton. Dalton gets hurt after week two. Justin Fields comes in week three, gets sacked nine times versus the Cleveland Browns. What's our thought process right now with this quarterback situation that's going on? The thought process is going, I mean, we're here's the thing that usually happens, right? Is typically we go like one or two ways. We're either blaming the quarterback or the coach right now in Chicago. It is all hundred percent on the coach 
We can talk all we want about our bad offensive line. We can talk about our 21-year-old rookie playing on the road in a hostile environment, which I think is the dog pound now at this point. They're a talented team. They're a team on the rise. I think we could probably put it in that category. But, man, I mean, don't do it, Lions fans. But if you did sit through every single offensive play that the Chicago Bears ran out there last Sunday, it's just it'll make your head explode. Out of 20 dropbacks, they had 13 quarterback hits. They ran five on five with protection almost 14 times. They didn't roll. They rolled them out only twice. Oh, no. I mean, it just went on and on. The whole, like, move them in the pocket, get things going, never worked out. 47 net yards. And on the first play of the game was a 16-yard run by David Montgomery, which means if you miss the first play of the game, you missed almost a third of the total net offensive yards that went into that game <laughs> on Sunday. Oh, man. You know, I get together with Corey every week, and we talk about the preview of, you know, what are the keys to win and, and all this other stuff. We're kind of got our hands in the air a little bit because I just don't really know what this coach is going to roll out there on Sunday. And I'll be honest with you guys. Typically, you know how it goes. Like, when the schedule comes out in the preseason – you get out your little marker with your buddies and you go win, loss, win, loss. I think everyone thought the Bears were going to be one and two heading into this week and maybe feeling good about getting two and two on the lake front against the Lions. But the way that it's looked so far, I mean, I'm just saying the Lions have a, a they're 0 and three. You guys are fighting hard. We can talk about your four quarter football, whether that's working out for you guys or not. You guys have a legitimate chance to win on Sunday. I'm just telling you right now, that's how terrified all Bears fans are. And we just don't know what to expect. I think that's the biggest issue. That's the biggest mystery right now. Malcolm, I know you have a confession. What did you do on Monday night? Oh, I um, I, I watched, I rewatched um, the Bears game. <gasps> and, and, and um, what did you take from watching that Bears game? What did you text me? It, it was rough for Justin Fields. I mean, the, the five-man protection was not a good idea. They didn't use his strength. It was, it was, for some reason, like it felt like they kind of set him up to fail. Um, that first game. Is that, yeah, is that we, how Bears? Is that Malcolm, how Bears Malcolm, Malcolm, can I ask you a question real quick? Because you because you went through and you watched the game. I think there are, to be very fair, I think there was a couple of throws, right? Maybe a couple of reads that Justin Fields missed. Did you oh, see yeah. that too as well? But like, obviously, the game plan, the game plan was terrible. Didn't help him out. But he did miss a couple of throws. No, he, he he sure did. And what yeah. I saw is that after he got hit a few times, that's mm-hmm. when he started missing the passes. And I think I think he got rattled. I mean, he's a young guy, you know. That you expect that from a young guy, but he didn't get much help from, from up front. His protection and the five-man protection just wasn't a good idea. So, so Joey, you know, now, like, we're talking about Justin Fields. You know, obviously, Bears fans all preseason, and even the first two weeks when Andy Dalton's out there, they are all preaching, put Justin Fields in the game. They didn't want to see Andy Dalton. Um, after seeing week three, has that changed for you, or is it play field and let him develop? I'm still probably sticking a little bit closer to play fields and let him develop because now at this point, in terms of Matt Nagy, we're at the point now where if they lose to the Lions on Sunday, I think he could possibly be fired by Monday. I really think it's at that point. And you you do have to ask yourself the question of after you draft a guy like Justin Fields, you wait five months. That night when you go home after you draft Justin Fields, how are you not at the whiteboard drawing up plays being like, oh, man, I got this guy on my team. I can write, do this, do, do this, do that. And to have him be so inept with his game calling on Sunday now, it's almost like a referendum on Matt Nagy's career moving forward because we really need to figure it out because we want to think that Justin Fields is the future. In terms of Andy Dalton, look, we do a great job in Chicago of burying Bears quarterbacks, right? We do a great job of, of hating on them, telling them they suck. You know, Mitch Trubisky is the latest in a long line of quarterbacks that we've hated. Andy Dalton's not terrible, right? He's not terrible. 
He's also not very good either. My my vibe on the whole thing is just playing Andy Dalton, in my opinion, is just a waste of everyone's time. Um, it would be great. Every single week we can get to 17 points and we can lose 23 to 17 and say, hey, you know, Andy Dalton played all right. I think even the guys in the locker room, I think, would probably prefer a player like Justin Fields, given maybe there will be some roller coaster ups and downs, bumps in the road. I think the highs will be high. The lows obviously can be very, very low. But I just think he gives us the best chance to win. And in this league, you got to score 23, 24 points a game. I don't think Andy Dalton is the quarterback to do that. So in my personal opinion, I don't think that they should go back to him. But again, the head coach may go back to Andy Dalton just to hedge and protect his job for a few more weeks and play the whole Fields isn't ready. Fields is, you know, I know what I'm doing, you know. So it is going to be interesting to see moving forward how they go about that. And again, to be very fair, my last point, Justin Fields does need to play his way to continue to earn the job moving forward. In three, four weeks, if he throws eight or nine picks and pulls a Zach Wilson out there, you know, I, I you got it's a meritocracy. You could, you have to earn your spot a little bit. I do hope that they stick with Fields though for the time being. Real, real quick, man. Um, I know Matt Nagy, and I love the guy. <laughs> I love because he's your coach. But um, Matt Nagy, <laughs> um, Matt Nagy earlier said that all the QBs are an option. Yes. That's even Nick Foles. Yeah. So how do you feel about if he decides to go? I mean, he's seen what he saw with Andy Dalton, and then he kind of doesn't feel like Justin Fields is ready. Would you guys, how do you guys feel if he says it pulls a trigger and say, Nick Foles, you're our starter? Malcolm, we're looking at everything, Malcolm. We're looking at every, we're turning over every stone right now. If he goes to Nick Foles, I, I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you this. It will be one of the greatest challenges for me to ever do podcasts to try and wrap my head around why Matt Nagy would do that. Let's just roll the clocks back a little bit. We had Mitch Trubisky didn't pick up his fifth year option. Traded a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. Nagy dumped Trubisky after a third-quarter pick in, like, the second, third game of the season. Went to Foles. We lose six games in a row. We bench Foles. They clearly are clashing on the sidelines. We have to bring him back because he's got a dead money cap of $4 million. So he's on the roster whether we like it or not. And for us to go over to that instead of going back to Justin Fields, man, I just— it just it just keeps snowballing and get worse and worse and worse. And I mean, Matt Nagy's dealing with a lot of heat and he's not handling it very well. And and I hear you, you know, I Nick Foles, I don't know what to tell you if he ends up as a starting quarterback of the Bears. I mean, I think, you know, just close your eyes and I don't know what else is on on Sundays. Is there something else good on Sundays? Possibly. I mean, I could do red zone, right? If you're a fantasy guy, red zone is usually the go to. Yeah, yeah. uh, Tyler, real quick. From those three quarterbacks, which one do you think scares you the most Justin, as a Lions fan? Justin Fields, absolutely. Just, just, Justin Fields? Just, beca- just because of the upside, I would say. You know, Andy Dalton, we know Andy Dalton is. Like, he's a solid quarterback, like Joey was saying. Nick Foles, I, I don't know. I just You know, we haven't really seen much of him in a Bears uniform. And, you know, we, we kind of know what Nick Foles is as well. I would say just the upside and the uncertainty of uh, Justin Fields, I think that could give the Lions – probably the most trouble just because you know this is a young lines defense as well so i i think it would be you know potentially favoriting you know justin fields and you know maybe giving him a good matchup and maybe giving him a good start to his nfl career just to kind of get off that last week versus cleveland i think this lines defense who played good last week but you know the first two weeks have been struggling i i think it could be a better chance of winning with Fields. so i'm, I'm with joey i think justin fields gives him the best chance of winning okay 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, so, so we're talking a lot about the weaknesses. So we talked about Matt Nagy's play calling. We talked about their offensive line. What would you say some strengths are for this Bears offense going to the Sunday? Oh, for the Bears offense? Yes. Um, you know what? If we can hang our hat on something, it still is David Montgomery. I think that his level of speed has gone up just a bit of uh, gone up a notch this season. His elusiveness is great. That first step is looking is looking hard and in charge. I just think that he's a guy that if you were on an opposing side on a defensive side and you're like, man, I got to put a hat on this guy every single play. I just think that it's going to be maybe a little bit more of a frustrating experience than maybe other running backs. He's going to make you earn it. He gets those extra yards. And for for Bears fans, I mean. We're just trying to sort of figure out. I mean, we got a player named Allen Robinson on our team who we think is talented right now. I mean, he might not be the fastest, the strongest, the best receiver in the NFL, but he does everything at an above average level. We think he can run every route tree in the world, but the question is, can we give him the football? And through the first couple of weeks, I think he's only got 85 yards through the first three games. Pretty brutal, but... Killing my fantasy team. I, I, he's killing your fantasy <laughs> team. And, and the worst, the worst part about it, Tyler, I'll be honest with you, man, is we've gotten him the ball and he's picked up like 10 or 12 yards just out of like out of sheer grit and will 
after the catch. And it's just, man, if we can just get it in his hands and make something happen, but we're struggling to even do that. So where do you start there? We have a guy like Darnell Mooney who came out of training camp as this guy who was this route running technician, a little bit like, you know, uh, Monarch St. Brown, you know what I mean? Had that great training camp. He played, you know, beyond his years. Let's get him involved. Let's get him some targets early. He's kind of disappeared. They've struggled to get him the football. And then for the Bears, they burned another second-round pick. First it was Adam Shaheen. He's out of town. He's in Miami. Now they burned it on Cole Komet. One target. <laughs> One target last week. And they dressed five tight ends. They dressed Jimmy Graham, six snaps, J.P. Holtz, Jesse James, and Cole Komet. And Jesse James and Holtz didn't even see the field. And yet Jesse we're running James, five. Man. I know, I know, right? Another line. There we go. But again, they're running, <laughs> they're running five. They're running five man protect with all these tight ends on their roster. So, I mean, do we have strengths? I'd like to think so, but until the ball's in their hands, I really can't tell you, you know, who exactly that star is outside of Montgomery. Okay, okay. So, you know, obviously, yeah, this Bears offense has been struggling. I, I would agree with you. I think it is still the run game as well. And I think that's something they're going to try to establish early on in this game. You know, especially if they do go to a guy like Justin Fields, a young quarterback, take a little pressure off him. I think that would be an ideal situation to try to start to get the run game going. But, you know, just looking at this Lions defense, you know, early on in the season, they've done, I would like to say, a solid job on running backs. I wouldn't say a phenomenal job. But I think they've done mm-hmm. a solid job. Uh, last week versus Baltimore, they really contained the edges with Lamar Jackson and their running game. And then uh, week two versus Green Bay, you know, did a solid job versus Aaron Jones in the running department, receiving game, different question. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I would say the biggest, you know, strength I would say that the Bears have over the lines is probably getting Allen Robinson involved just because our secondary is super young right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, they, you know, what game plan they, you know, implement. So what would you say? You said the run game. Is that is that what you're going into week one or going into this week? Yeah, I'm looking at the running game right now, and honestly, our secondary is having problems too as well. So, you know, to be honest with you guys, when I look at players like Khalif Raymond and I look at Quintez Cephas, as long as Tyrell Williams is on the shelf, I'm looking at each matchup that the Bears play every single week, and I'm like, how do we match up against the opposing wide receivers? And this week, I personally think it's probably a wash, like a net neutral between our secondary and your wide receivers. So I think that's a really good matchup for us because our front seven has been fantastic. Robert Quinn's having a bounce back season. He's already got four sacks. Khalil Mack, if he plays, he's got three sacks already. They're getting more guys back onto that depth right now. So we've had good success against Jared Goff in the past. So I think right now our defense is set up pretty well to have a good day. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, you know, tight ends kill us. And you just so happen to have a pretty damn good one on your team right now with TJ Hawkinson. So and DeAndre Swift, I think, can cause some problems in the passing game. But that defensive front seven, that matchup this week, those are probably in the running game. Those are probably three strengths heading into week four right now. Wow. I just want to I just want to bring up. I know Tyler said that our def, our running defense has been okay. This has been one of the better lines in these past three games. That this has been one of the better Lions running defense we had in a very 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 long time. Usually Detroit is like ranked in the high twenties, maybe the 20, 29, maybe thirtieth in that running that run stuffing department. In those past three games, we're we're ranked fifteenth. Then for the first time in a long time, I can say we're in the top half of the league. We're in the top half of the league. Yeah, last that's crazy. Time we got- Last time was probably like the second half of 2018 when we got yeah. snacks. Yeah. So right what now. They, what do they say in Titanic? I'm on the top half of the world. Is that what <laughs> yeah, they say? Yeah, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Yeah. So 
I, I, right now, the way they're playing the running, we played some good guys. We played the Ravens, Baltimore, who are, they're actually ranked first in rushing offense. And we did a great job against them. We played the Packers with Aaron Jones, and we contained him as well. And um, the, the, the 49ers, they, you know, 49ers are known for having a really good rushing attack. And right now, we're ranked the 15th. So I'm, I love right now what they're doing in the run defense. The pass defense scares me. And when I'm talking about the pass defense, I'm talking about the tight ends and getting behind the linebackers, in between the linebackers and safeties down the field. It's like our, it's like our, our the way we were playing zone. That's like an opening. We saw that last week. We saw that um, with, 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 the, with the Packers. We saw that with um, Garoppolo when he, we played um, the 49ers. It's in between the linebackers and the safeties where it's like a wide open area. And those tight ends or, or receivers that gets in the area has been murdering us. So that's what I'm worried about um, as far as you know, the Bears offense versus if you guys going to go running on this, I, I feel really good about that. Um, I'm just scared about those busted coverages just in between the linebackers and the safeties. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because I think our pass rush as well has been better as the season has gone on. And obviously this is, I'd like to say, probably the worst offensive line we've played this year, like thus far. I mean, we've played some good teams. Green Bay was at some, a bit of an injury bug on their offensive line. So I'd say the Bears are you know, Green Bay and Bears are pretty close, but I'd say probably the Bears are just a tier below. So, you know, the Lions Patrick has been getting home a little bit more, uh, especially in the last game. So, you know, if that's something they could do too, especially with the young quarterback, you know, that, that could also favor the Lions as well this week. So we'll see. All right. Uh, let's get into this Bears defense. Now you talked about it a little bit. You said the secondary has been struggling. The Lions receivers are not doing really much either. So it's, no. you know, our offense, <laughs> the, the story of the Lions offense so far is, you're going to get a good half of football and you're going to get a very bad half of football. That, 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 that's just what it's been so far. And that's what it looks like the trend's going to be. We'll see. Maybe that changes this week, but that's been the trend so far the first three weeks. So uh, you look at this bears defense, what's something you expect that the bears to do a lot this week. I'm hoping for turnovers because that's what we do against Jared Goff. I mean, what I think Goff's got, he's lost what one or two fumbles right now. And he's got two or three picks on the season. I think he's got five turnovers, three games. Does that sound about right to you guys? Yeah, he had um, interception. I mean, no, he had he had one interception and two fumbles, and that that those two fumbles came against the Packers. But I think he only lost one fumble. Yeah, yeah, and then week so and then one, week one he threw the pick six, and and so week one, yeah. and obviously inclement weather in that week two, right? I mean, you just couldn't grip the football in that second half. We can call that whatever we want, but in the past, what we've done against Jared Goff is we have caused those turnovers, gotten those fumbles. I think that's going to be one of the big keys for the Bears defense. You know, moving into this game. And then, yeah, on top of that, you know, we did actually, uh, if I could throw a bone out towards the game against the Browns last week, the Bears actually did a really nice job on these third and short, fourth and two situations early on in the game. Now, look, they got bludgeoned later on when they started getting the screen game going with Kareem Hunt. But look, like the Bears defense was on the field for 40 minutes at a time. I think that's going to be just, in general, a general rule to success for a Bears defense. So I think for us, it's definitely going to be about turnovers. Um, I definitely think it's going to be about maybe kind of maybe disincentivizing your running game a little bit early. I know you guys like running out that two-headed monster with DeAndre Swift and Jamal, you know, Jamal Williams so far. And I think it's about trying to get Goff uncomfortable. And I don't think it's so much about like, you know, trying to get him to throw the ball downfield because I know he doesn't like that so much. But I think it really is going to be about getting into that backfield a little bit and just, you know, trying to make things a little bit uncomfortable for Jared Goff. I think that's going to be a huge success. And I'm interested to hear what you guys have to think. I mean, Jared Goff, I mean, what's – what is your take? Three weeks in, I live out here in L.A., so I'm around 
a lot of Rams fans. I've got, you know, I've heard a lot of, you know, opinions. I told you so. They, is that what you're saying? I told you so. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, like, and if I could be, I, I talked to a lot of Lions fans as well. And if I could just give you my perspective on what you guys are going through, and then you can let me know whether I'm right or wrong. I think the trade that you made with Matthew Stafford was fantastic, right? Oh, I think yeah. getting back that first round draft capital, I think that was a great move. I think it's going to set you guys up for success. I think Dan Campbell, we'll see what happens as a coach, but right now you're trying to figure out, you know, who are the guys that are going to be on this team in 2022 and 2023? You know, Aquara, St. Brown, Hawkinson, Swift, your offensive line, and maybe I'm missing a couple people, right? In terms of golf, guys, I'm just telling you, like, I think you deserve better in this life. I think he's going to be fine for right now. But again, that money, it's not going to be like prohibitive to you guys. You guys don't have a lot of money on the books, but I'm just saying like moving forward, I just think that he is a placeholder. And my hope is that 22, 23, I think you guys have a different quarterback under center. You know, I, I threw it out there. Like there was the rumor of what, like would someone do like golf for Roethlisberger straight up right now? Oh, and if I was you guys, I would do it. What You would. Yeah, get out of the money. Get out of the money, guys. Know, but they're playing, they, playing horrible they, football. They, they, the line, I know, but this season, I mean, okay, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, like, this season, you guys are trying to set up for future seasons. If you want that high draft pick, Ben Roethlisberger secures that puppy right up. You get out of Goff's money. You can either draft that quarterback or you can use capital to trade for a quarterback. You then have that money to either do a rookie contract or spend that money on a quarterback. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing it out there. To I'll say this, you, Joey. I think Jared Goff could do the same thing as Big Ben, like as far as the lines uniform, as far as a wins loss perspective. Yeah, I don't think it like alters all yeah. that much with Goff or Big Ben. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I think if Big Ben, if they told Big Ben, hey, Big Ben, like they brought him into office and say, Ben, um, we want the best for you. We're gonna trade you to the Detroit Lions. I guarantee you, looks at the owner in the face and say, I retire. Oh, for sure. You gonna say I retire? You don't. You gonna try to send me to Detroit Lions? I'm I'm gonna retire. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that dude, I don't think it's possible <laughs> to even pull off yeah. that trade. But Tyler, as far as Jared Goff, I mean, I know what I'm gonna say about Jared Goff, but real quick before before I go, do you, what's your thoughts on Jared Goff? So far? I'm with Joey. I just don't think he's the long term quarterback. I think he's been fine. I don't think he's been necessarily good. I don't think he's been bad these first mm-hmm. three weeks. But he's just been, you know, meh. I I, I just don't meh. think he's starting quarterback uh, in 2023. Like maybe he's a starting quarterback going to next year, but I just don't think. He's the starting quarterback going to 23. And obviously, time can change. You know, we still got, what, we got 14 more games left in the season. We got a lot more games left for Jared Goff to prove it. And then I think you'll obviously have, I think you'll honestly have next year as well, uh, just because there's just not yet, at least, uh, that quarterback prospect, I think, in the draft where the line should be rushing to that process. But, I mean, we'll see. There's still a lot of college football left. There's still a lot of NFL football left. Uh, but as of right now, if I had to say, I don't think Jared Goff will be the starting Lions quarterback in 2023. Like I said, that could change. I, I just don't see it right now. I think he's just been the same guy we've seen in L.A. Um, same mistakes. You know, has the same strength as well. I, I just don't see much of a difference. I don't think the change of scenery has done much for him. I think he's the same quarterback. And like I said, that's not terrible, but it's not, I don't think, a franchise quarterback. So I believe, like you like you mentioned, I think he's a bridge quarterback for now. And then I think by 2023, we'll have a new starting quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. my my thoughts on Jared Goff, man. I'm I'm a little un- underwhelmed as far as what he's done so far. I I had a little bit more expectation for Jared Goff, you know, being traded to the Detroit Lions from the Rams. I thought he had like a chip on his shoulder, he wanted to prove that, you know, this is just my second opportunity. 
you know, let me make the best out of it. But so far in these games, and if you're looking at far as turnover, and, and by the way, um, he did have two interceptions. He had an interception against the Packers as well. Um, mm. and, and so, um, but as far as what he's done in Detroit so far, if you go back and watch the tape, you kind of get sick. <laughs> if you can watch back his tape, you get sick because he is sometimes like he's hesitant to throw the ball. Like you'll see plays where there's wide open receivers, guys wide open. Guys is like, I'm here. Just, just throw the ball. And he just gets locked onto his primary receiver. He's getting locked onto his primary receiver. And then he's just missing all these other guys who are completely wide open. That's that's something like that. It's just, it, it is bothering me. I really hope. And I don't know if he was like this with the Rams, but I really hope this is something that he can definitely fix down the line. Um, another thing that's traveled from the Rams to here is when he's pressured. Oh, my Lord. When he's pressured. He turns into another quarterback. He turns into somebody else. I don't even know who he turns into. Um, when when he sees when he feels pressure, the ball's liability. It, it, it could go anywhere. You don't know where that ball's gonna go. You don't know if it's gonna go out of bounds. You don't know if it's gonna go on the floor. You don't know if it's gonna get in. The, you don't know where the ball's gonna go. Um, so that part of Jared Goff has been bad as well. So it's just really those two areas. Um, him missing wide open receivers and handling pressure. He, he, those two things just just hasn't been well. And again, I'm just hoping. I'm praying that this coaching staff fix this. They they could get this right and have them correct those errors and hopefully he be a better quarterback. But it's just been very underwhelming. I think it's I think it's gonna be fun on Sunday too because I I think we could both agree strength for strength our offensive line versus the Bears defensive line or front seven. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun, man. I think that this is a good test for the Lions offensive line. They've done their job and I think we can make an argument. Maybe the Niners or the Bears. This is the second or first best pass rush we played all year so far. So I think it's going to be strength for strength. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Rookie Panay Sewell, what could he do versus a guy like Khalil Mack or Robert Quinn, whoever's lined up on his side. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to Very that fun. matchup on Sunday. And obviously, you know, if we mentioned golf having pressure, if you know, that Bears D-line, they could cause some pressure too. So maybe you expect them to dial up some blitzes. That was the Niners game plan versus us. So it's going to be interesting to see if Nagy, kind of mimics that game plan what the Niners did to us on, on their defense side of the ball. Yeah. No guarantees what Matt Nagy will do this Sunday. No, you're absolutely no right. No guarantees. We, we don't know. Don't and, and, hey, don't do that to the coach of the year, man. That that's the coach of the year. Don't do that to him. That's my guy. <laughs> Matt Nagy, come on, man. Do what you do, man. What's up? Hey, with I want look, I want I want to root for the dude. I want to root for the dude. I just I think the faith, the foundation of faith has been completely shaken. And now we're four years in. We're still dealing with this stuff. He's on his, like, fourth or fifth quarterback, and it's still not clicking yet. At some point, you just got to say to yourself, you know, this is what it is. So I'm I'm hoping that he bounces back because I want to root for my team every single week. But every single week, we will be watching him very closely, and the criticism will come very quickly. Joey just sounds like a Lions fan like last year with the Matt Patricia. Uh, I was just going to bring that up. I was just going to bring it up because I wanted to know, like, how are the Bears fans feeling about this game? Because I remember when, as Lions fans – once we got to a point, my, my breaking point was when we played the Vikings and Cook ran for over 200 yards and Pencilhead couldn't stop it. Pencilhead had no answer to stop it. This guy was supposed to be a defensive coach. He had no answer. So after that game, I was like, please lose this next game so he get fired. Like I, I was like, all right, lose this next game so we can just be done with this guy and we can just start brand new. Are the Bears fans feeling the same way? Do, do they want to lose this game so just they could just put an end to Matt Nagy? I will say I think Bears fans in general, the general consensus from a Bears fan probably wants him gone sooner than later. So if we lost this week, I don't think there's some Bears fans that are probably 
sick in the heart enough to probably root against their own team. Again, remember last year, we played so poorly against the Saints in that playoff game, we wanted to fire him back then. So this isn't really kind of like old news. And I will say just in general, you know, if you if you guys want a little honesty, in the past few years, outside of, you know, Stafford playing great last year against us, I think in the second game, in general, Bears fans look at these Lions games as feel-good events. I mean, Mitch Trubisky got the stayed in the league for as long as he did because of his success against the Lions. Because, so, of, pe- you, because of Pencilhead, man. It was our pe- yeah. Pencilhead. Yeah, and so in general, you know, we, we usually walk into lines, we kind of like being like, it's time to get right. Let's take this medicine, baby. Let's walk out of the spa. Let's feel good. Let's get the cucumbers and the eyeballs. Let's walk out of here. Let's feel great. But I tell you, this week is completely different. I'm just saying, like, we just, we don't know what's going to happen. We're terrified. The, the Bears fan in me that wants them to win is terrified that they're going to lose. And I think the Bears fan in general that you're asking about, Malcolm, is probably rooting for us to lose so we can can Matt Nagy and start over again. I just have to ask, though, like, if we do that, what happens then? Uh, there's, like, 14 more games after this yeah, week? You yeah. know what I mean? So careful what you wish for on that one, Bears fans. Do you know who, like, if they did fire us, just say next week don't go well, Matt Nagy, he's kicked, he's fired, all right? Yeah. Who is the, like, candidates to be that interim head coach on your staff? Uh, great question, man, because it's pretty much, you know, close your eyes, reach in a bag and see what happens. We do have Mike Pettin, former coach of the Browns. He's a consultant on the team. It's not going to be the D.C. because Sean Desai just got the job this year. He's a rookie D.C. It's definitely not Bill Lazor because I don't know, just YouTube Bill Lazor press conference and watch the dude talk for 30 seconds and you just go, OK, nice man, not head coach. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, guys. Um, you know, there's a guy on the staff called Mike DeBall that I think a lot of people are kind of sort of, you know, touting for a little bit, some of the more inside analytic guys. And then the other one is probably Joe DiFilippo, um, you know, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, offensive coordinator for the Jaguars, got canned there. But a guy that is high enough up the food chain where, in theory, maybe you can hand it over him for 12 or 13 games and just try and get through the season. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I've, I've seen some Bears fans on Twitter. They're already using the hashtag one pride. That's why I brought it up, man. I'm telling you, there's some fans. But we, I, I understand it because as, as Lions fans, we wanted Patricia gone so bad that yeah. we just got to a point that was like, all right, hopefully this is the last game. I, can, I, can I ask you guys a question? When did, when did you know it wasn't working out? Because I had some Lions buddies that knew after the press conference and all the stuff that came out about him in college was like, just fire him now and walk away while you got the chance, and that was. And then they let him coach for years. Everybody, everybody had different different answers. Yeah, I was early. I was the early. He he was pretty early. Yeah. He yeah, was what was, year, year after year one and a half. It was, was year it? two. Yeah, year two after the Monday night game when they got screwed versus the Packers, and then I just wanted to see how they would respond versus the Vikings. Terrible response. Gives up like forty five <laughs> points up to Kirk Cousins. I'm like, eh, no, he's I'm not doing. He's a defensive guru, man. Yeah. That's the part that kills me, man. He came from New England. Everybody was like, he's a rocket scientist. He's a defensive guru. I and I feel like that's what Matt Nagy is. Like he's like the offensive version. Though, he's an offensive he, guru, guys. He's yeah, the man. He killed, I mean, I'm talking about coach of the year. System. This is. Oh. A, he he still brings up Kansas City. He still, you know, when we were in Kansas City with Andy Reid, you know, the Patricia did the same thing. Yeah, when we lost to you guys week one, he goes, Oh, yeah, I called the biggest play in the Super Bowl history or something like that. Or I called one of the biggest plays when in the Super Bowl he, history. He, he takes credit for that, um, that, that pick Malcolm six. Pick. No, just the Malcolm Butler pick on the one. Yeah, the mother, Malcolm Butler oh. pick. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> 
He used to take credit. He'd go to press pressure and say, "Yeah, we had a bad game, but I I I called the best defensive player of all time." <laughs> that was, that was pencilhead. Like, uh, like oh, I'm so glad we Marshawn, got Marshawn Lynch would beg beg to differ about the yeah. play that you called on that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've been married three years, and that was before I was even married. So, and he's yeah. still talking about KC, the good old days. Like, it's high school, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, uh, you know, it's like Trent McNeely and can't hardly wait. And, um, look, I, I'm rooting for the guy, but, you know, he's just running out of chances, man, in every single game, every single quarter. We can't screw up Justin Fields. Whether you want to have an opinion on Trubisky, I don't think that he was a franchise quarterback, but I do think that we're probably culpable that we screwed him up a little bit. And we just can't do that with Justin Fields. Dude's too talented. He's too smart. He's too fast. He's got a great arm. I mean, come on, all the components are there. You just got to get the right coach. So, yeah. All right. You want to go into predictions? Yeah, let's do some predictions. So we got a special guest in Joey. So the spread right now, looking at it on uh, the Barstool app, it's a two and a half favorite for the Chicago Bears. So if you were to bet on this game, I don't, I don't. You said you do a betting podcast. So are you, are you a better? You know what? So I'm on the Pride podcast, so I can be honest with you. I actually I don't gamble, okay. but I, I but I I, uh, I I I use it and research it and work it as if it's my job. So I'm I'm very very familiar with all sorts of things. Uh, you'll see me in confidence pools every once in a while, uh, but no, I do not I do not play the stuff on the weekend. Um, it's just like I know better. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so now let's say if you were two bets, yes, Bears are favored two and a half. Week four versus the Lions. Who are you taking this week? Typically, I'd be like slap in the face. Uh, I think that opened as like 10 before the season even started. And that thing is just dive down. My final score for the game, I am going to say Bears 20, Lions 17. Ugly, not a lot of fun to watch. Some turnovers along the way. Maybe a couple of big plays here. You know, what do the NFLers used to call it? An old slobber knocker or something. I kind of see something along those lines. So I see the Bears covering. Barely. Uh, that game, however, though, is a stay away from me. If you actually are putting real, actual dollars on that game, I, I don't know. And I think a forty-two and a half is the over/under. I'm oh, saying under at this the point. Over/under. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, um, obviously, we can't always rely on this, but just looking at the weather app really quickly, ninety percent chance of rain on Sunday in Chicago. Oh no! Oh no! Don't say that. Wait, 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 wait. Is it gonna rain? Is it gonna yeah, rain? Yeah, ninety percent chance of rain oh, in Chicago no. on Sunday. Oh no! Please no. Oh god! Man. So I, that just I, made me so happy. So, so I, I could see this sloppy game that you're mentioning right now. It just sounds like a Lions Bears Sunday game. I could see. I could just see this already. Yeah, and they walk out with a win, and Nagy's like everything's fine, but nothing's fine, and it's somehow we go to two and two, and you know, and then we then we sort of move on, you know. And then he saves his job, man. Let's go, Matt Nagy for. And it helps our draft positioning. If you if you if you're interested in that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. To, we're here to help. Uh, sh- sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, we, we, something else we like to do on the show is we like to have bold predictions. So I'm putting you on the spot right here. What is your bold prediction for this this game on Sunday? Ooh, wow. This is a fun question. Now that I have this 90% precipitation information in my <laughs> head, bold prediction. Mm, I kind of got two in my head. I don't want to make the Pride podcast followers upset. So I'm just going to go with Justin Fields. Over 50 rushing yards and rushing touchdown. I don't know how bold that is, but I'm going to go with that. Over 50 like rushing that. yards, rushing touchdown week four. I like that. No, I, I, mm-hmm. that is bold enough for me. Our other co-host, Pierre, would maybe disagree with you, but I, you know, I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's rational. I think that's reali- not realistic, but I think that's a nice bold prediction. Like, not something likely, but could happen on Sunday. So yeah. I do like him a lot. 
Okay. Um, I think that is a wrap. Joey, thank you for joining us, man. Oh, again, one more time, where could they find you on social media? Where could they find your podcast at? Yeah, so I host uh, Bet on Chicago. Um, that's just not just Chicago sports. We talk a lot of Midwest things, Midwest celebrities and stuff. We're talking to all sorts of people. I do some stuff even with like mental health on there. It's a little something for everybody. And also believe in Bears, former Chicago Bears defensive end and former Lions defensive end, Corey Wooten. Find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Joey Sports Guy. Malcolm Tyler, man, thank you so much for having me on, man. Uh, I had a great time, dude. And uh, I don't know, man. Let's reconnect around Turkey Day. Let's see where let's, we're at. Let's, yes, let's definitely do this, man. Yeah, man. You're awesome, man. Thanks so all much, right. guys. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. And we're signing out, guys. Peace. Five-star review. <laughs> all right, guys. Your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.